Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Baker and Wright. I'm Jared Baker, and I'm I'm Adam Wright, and this is our the first ever live edition of of our podcast, uh, the imaginatively titled Baker and Wright. He's Baker, and I'm and I'm Wright. So that that was really the genesis for the name. There, that we sort of. Really, I think we've probably yeah. milked that enough. You have. Um, so so hello. Um, thank you, everyone, for turning up. We're we're recording live. From the illustrious Griffin Theatre, uh, as as part of Fringe of the Griffin Fringe Festival 2015. Is there anyone else we need to plug? Bree, is there any sponsors? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, good lord! It's it's another technical mishap. There we go. That did Sorry. not happen. So settings on here. What we Just normally uh, do when we record the podcast is I go round to Jared's house. I negotiate his very steep stairs. Which is a, like a death trap, I assure you. So That's fine. Coming here Just today was the first time I've ever recorded this podcast and wasn't immediately presented with the fear of death, which was nice. Uh, but here we are. Well, we, that remains to be seen. But uh, let's let's all work towards life and a living. Choose life. <laughs> choose we're, life. Choose a TV. We're all, we're all hopeful. We are it's, indeed. Jared, what have you what have you been up to during the week? This is what we always do. We ask each other about our week. Well, so let me it. consult my notes. <laughs> uh, I've been seeing a lot of shows in the Fringe Festival. Oh, that's that's topical. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything I'd recommend? You say? Is there anything you'd recommend? Yeah. Well, um, I, I'd recommend the things. That, well, Labyrinthine. I thought was I thought was pretty fun. Okay. It's a thing on. It's like in Left Bank, and you you get masks put on you and get taken through a weird series of spaces and, and promenade and that's kind of that's kind Sounds of fun interesting. and also Sounds good. also uh proficiency test um there's some others but they've already finished uh <laughs> and even mentioning proficiency test is probably only of value to you guys uh because by the time we get this onto the internet it will have finished so but definitely go along and see it if you are here today Yes. I read something on Twitter, Jared, during the week that you had a, a starring role in proficiency test. Well, everyone does. Like, every, everyone who turns up has a starring role in proficiency test because it's, like, it's very interactive. Right. Uh, so if you're an actor or something like that and you go along and see proficiency test, it's a bit of a busman's holiday, really, isn't it? Yeah. you're going to be working, essentially. I, I guess so. That's kind of a good negative way to look at it. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it's okay. uh, that everyone loves a busman's holiday. Mm-hmm. Um and yourself? Uh, look, I was in a Fringe show as well last night. I did um, um, Amon Mara and Alice May Connolly's show, um, What We Talk About When We Talk About, which is about obsessions, and that's on uh, tonight and then also next Friday and Saturday night as well, and they have like a varying rotating uh, lineup of speakers, and oh. everyone talks about their obsessions. That, that show that we've got flies for on the, um, that's the, one. On the table there Absolutely. Yeah, that I'm doing next Saturday. Oh, you're in it as well, yeah. are you? So. What, a, <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. Come along, it'll be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're doing it too. Yeah. Cool. Jen's doing it on Friday. Great. What are you What are you talking about in it? Oh, I wouldn't want to cover songs. Okay. <laughs> so you have time. I'm going to do it. Jen, one. what are you What are you talking about in it? I'm going to talk about improv. Improv. Okay. And I talked about Lego. So there's cool. a huge variety of subjects that you're likely to get. Oh, actually, I, sh- I should poll. Uh, I'm talking about cover songs, but I haven't. I'm going to perform one, but I haven't decided which one I'm going to do yet. And I just uh, just polling people. I was originally going to do. Uh, Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Is anyone? That's the reaction that everyone has given me, pretty much. Um, so either uh, TLC No Scrubs. That's, that's got my vote. Or, or Taylor Swift Trouble. Yeah, TL, TLC. Let's make some noise for TLC. Okay. Make some noise for Taylor Swift. 
with the possibility of a, of a side move towards waterfalls. But we'll see how we go. I, l- okay. I like it. I like the sound of it. Did it's anyone good. see the dress on Twitter the last couple of days? That was. I don't know if the mic's picked that up, but that was a very audible groan from the audience there. So, well, Jared, you've did just you ruined it? my first item for newsmakers. Uh, oh God! Uh, I'm, I'm so this sorry. is all going off the rails. I won't. Um, I won't mention the dress. I did. Then. No, 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 no. We've talked. We've talked about it now. We've got. We're, we're getting it out in the open. What? What color did you see? Initially, I saw white and gold, and then late last night, while I was prepping this, I looked at it on my computer screen instead of my phone screen and saw black and blue. Right. So you've seen both. Showing off, okay. Mm-hmm. I only saw white and gold, so I'm obviously a, a less complex character than you. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I did during the week, Jared, is I checked out a food truck. Cool. <laughs> well, I was excited about it. I've you, never, I've never been to a food, truck. food from someone with wheels. That's yes. Uh, <laughs> well, he didn't have wheels. Were you just buying car, uh, food out of a car boot? No, no. Uh, there was a, there was a truck set up, and uh, I uh, came along and ordered three sliders. And they were delicious. Probably my main gripe with the food truck is that I have to wait around in the sweltering sun for my food. Whereas at a restaurant, I can sit down. You probably could have. I, could, I mean, I could have sat on the ground, sure. But that's weird, isn't it? Just sitting on where, the ground. Where was the food the, truck? It was at the waterfront. And there's nowhere to sit there. Well, there's plenty. There's of, no seating. <laughs> there's, no well, there's, there's a ledges. Lot of, no grass. Yeah, there's a lot of seating at the waterfront, but I didn't utilize any of it because it was all being utilized by other hungry people. My okay. point is that I don't like, I don't like standing in the sun. Really, it was sorry. I've made this adversarial <laughs> early on. Usually anyway, we save that for later. And, and the only other thing I did, Jared, during the week was I um I'm I'm sorry to say it, but I appeared on another podcast. Oh really? Which mm-hmm. podcast was that? Um, uh, there's a Wellington comedian, uh, Ben Caldwell, goes by the name Tito. He's got a sporting podcast. Yep, yep. And so this was a podcast of like sports experts talking about sport. I got there. And one of the guys, a fan of no sports at all, had no knowledge of any sport. Was that Sanjay? It was. It was uh, Wellington <laughs> yeah, comedian Sanjay Pabu, uh, who, was, who was filling in, who doesn't follow, watch, or have any interest in any sport. So who's the perfect guest for a, <laughs> for a heavily sporting-based podcast? Maybe I should go on it, because I'm the same. Well, it seems like they take anyone, Joe. The so, same. Yeah. I'm not interested in sport. But currently winning my office's uh, Cricket World Cup picks competition. So Wow. It just shows you. Ignorance can go a long way. Mm, some smattered applause for that. Yeah. Excellent. <clears throat> have you have you watched uh, any of the Cricket World Cup, Jared? Are you into no. that? No. Okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll steamroll right through that then. Mm-hmm. Have and you watched any of it? I I was watching New Zealand before we came out here. Mm-hmm. This will be dated when it goes to air, but we we just rolled Australia for 150 odd, which is which is really good. Yeah, that's, he's loving it. I take it that's a good cricket thing. It is. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's the definition of a good cricket thing. Cool. Should we, should we get started with our we'll first crack segment on. then? Yes, let's All do right. that. Our first, right. first segment is uh, for those of you who've um, never listened to the podcast. It's Newsmakers. Yeah, it's probably all of you. Newsmakers. Okay. Newsmakers. They're the people who make the news. That's the jingle that we do every week. But this is us doing it live. Anyway, Jared, would you like to lead us off for... Yep. Well, we've already had my one. Uh, I've got a. I've got a. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do. I'll do uh, my other one. Uh, this. Uh, this is something that caught my eye. Uh, Pimp my ride. Secrets revealed. Good lord. Um, so, uh, the, this is some some people who were who were uh, 
have appeared on on popular TV show Pimp My Ride have revealed <laughs> popular behind the scenes details of what actually went on. And apparently, apparently, after these, you guys familiar with Pimp My Ride? You know, exhibit. He hosted it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You'd taken a your your, your shitty car, and then uh, they do it up and put TV screens everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's basically the gist. Uh, so apparently, after the broadcast, they removed items from some of the cars. Um, so it was, it, you know, such as such as a pop-up champagne dispenser and a drive-in theater <laughs> in a car, a drive-in theater in a car, um, because they were unsafe. And I, for one, am shocked that a reality TV show as reputable as Pimp My Ride would stretch the truth in such a manner. I'm I'm dis- I'm stunned. I'm disgusted. The scales have fallen from my eyes. Exhibit, you used to be a hero to me, mm-hmm. as I've based a lot of my look and career on his. Um, my my first story in newsmakers: overly tight, cheap underpants force Canada MP out of seat. <laughs> so this sto- this is from Reuters, by the way. So this is reputable. Mm-hmm. Canadian legislator Pat Martin on Thursday offered up one of the most original excuses ever heard for hurrying out of the House of Commons during a vote. His new cheap pair of underpants were too tight. Uh, Martin, who belongs to the official opposition, the New Democrats, he bolted as members of Parliament began to rise one by one to vote. He later blamed his departure on an unwise purchase. This is a quote from Martin. He said, They had men's underwear for half price, and I bought a bunch. They were clearly too small for me. I find it difficult to sit for any length of time. He told the chamber. Uh, But then he returned in time to cast his vote, so all was not lost. Wow. Surely it would become apparent that they were too tight. <laughs> How did he get there? Relatively that day? immediately. You well, know. clearly he suffered through and he thought, I can do this. Yeah. I can hang on to this. And then just, oh, no. the old fellow's going to sleep. I can't deal with this. Do you, do you have a follow up news story or should I do my, my last no, one? No, do, you, do your last one. Okay. Mine was about a dress. Um, Sorry, I, I ruined that. Uh, okay. Is anyone with the newsmakers? I think we like to hopefully inform, but also educate if anyone. You know, is thinking about taking a trip anytime soon. Anyone taking a trip? Yeah. Yeah. Overseas? Yeah. To Holland? Say yes. Yes. Yep. So there's a lot of people heading Mm -hmm. to the Netherlands. Taking a trip to take a trip. Giant Alt attacks Dutch residents. (laughs) (laughs) So be careful. Um, Residents in a Dutch town have been warned to arm themselves with an umbrella. (laughs) Uh, when going out at night after a spate of violent owl attacks, it says here. <laughs> Dozens of people in Permarend in the north of the Netherlands have suffered head injuries in recent weeks at the claws of the European eagle owl. Mm. Two runners were injured on Tuesday with one requiring stitches. That is shocking, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, he, he, so this owl's been uh, terrorising runners and also uh, workers at a home for the disabled. They've been terrified after at least 15 attacks by the rogue owl. During the day, there's no problem. But at night, we vow only to venture outside armed with umbrellas, helmets and hats. Anything to protect ourselves. Could could do that. Yeah, yep. vamp- it's not listed in the news Eagle report, but... Dutch bank Rabobank has donated umbrellas to the home, and a spokesman for the company uh, said that it intended to send in a falconer. Presumably with a falcon. <laughs> like, 
Well, does he does he send in a falcon to kill the owl? That seems macabre. Or does he just send in a falcon? Well, to, how to would you kill an owl? With a gun? Oh, they're hard, very hard to hit. Like, they, no, they fast moving. Have you ever been to Alcatraz? <laughs> yeah, those are owls. Those are imprisoned owls. Those are sad owls, man. <laughs> though, though they're not up to normal owl standards. Sorry to lower the just... tone by talking about owl murder so early on uh, in in the podcast. We don't normally well, get onto owl murder until at least the the second just, half. Can we, can we can we just go back though? I was intrigued that it was just workers at the home for the disabled that were bothered by the owls. We, we weren't really worried when they were attacking the residents, but. But the workers, oh, that can't stand. Well, that's, that's made the news. So Give them some I, umbrellas. Well, maybe the owls are just discerning. Maybe the owls have got a little bit more respect. I don't know. I'm just I'm sure. theorising here. Okay. I'm spitballing. Anything else uh, in the news? No, nothing Nothing else, else has happened in the world that you need to know about, which is good. Um, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for a very new segment of the podcast, and one we're doing exclusively for the live shows. We're going to bring on our special guest. Are you excited about that? Yeah. So would you please welcome our special guest, Mr. James Atkinson. In your own time. Oh, there he is. That's it's all right. He's moving a pace to his seat. We didn't we didn't rehearse the Hello James. Hello, hello everybody. It's a lot bigger audience than I expected. Well thanks very much. Were you oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, James is here. Um, he has written uh, a friend show. Uh, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. But uh, first of all, we're going to interview him in his capacity uh, as an upcoming rising star of the Wellington theatre scene. So that sounds mm-hmm. exciting to me. Upcoming Cause, rising cause, star. Because I wrote it. So, um, <clears throat> All right. Are you ready to be interviewed? Yes. Okay, it's not like a polygraph. This is going so well. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So this is your first Fringe show. No, well, it's the first finish well, I've written. Sorry. Yeah, that you've that you've entered yourself. Yes, off your yes, own it scene. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else have you been in prior to this? Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in a um, wonderful uh, reimagining of Macbeth, which was told in in modern times. Um, and who did you play in that? I played Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's some, we and be now you said name? it twice in the <laughs> <Yeah>. theatre. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's just come to me. We shouldn't be saying the name. Do you want to call it the Scottish play from here on in, or will we never mention it again? Just don't talk about it, really. So that went well, obviously. Yeah. Well, um, you saw it, so I did. Was he? Was he? Was he alright? Was, was he alright? Was he any good? We'll talk about it off here because I know. No, just, <laughs> just I mean, like, yeah, so you know, just, it, made, it made you think like having him on here was worthwhile. Yeah. What made you want to branch out alone and do your own thing in the Fringe Festival? Uh, probably after the experience of the Macbeth play and how, how badly... Scottish play. For the Scottish play and how badly it was written. Um, <laughs> That's horrendous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you can butcher Shakespeare, but the person did. Um, so we... To, on the basis of that, I always thought Good. I should have a crack at it myself Good. and um, I hey, could look. do something better than that. It's a really big city, and it always pays to burn some bridges. That's our. That's She's out of the country. So. Okay, good. <laughs> that's fine then. This never stuff, to return. This sort of stuff never gets After back to After the reception people. of that show, she was drummed out of town. So how long? How long has it taken you to write this? Uh, I had the. It's probably taken just over six months. It took. It took you told a while. me two years of the warm up. Well, so no, hold weird. on. I was. You said to me how long has the idea been in my head, which was about two years. Okay. And then writing right. it actually took about six months. So you thought about it for a good year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Should be really well, well thought no, through then. Well, no. <laughs> it was I. <laughs> I had the idea two years ago as something else, and as I started writing it, it evolved into 
something completely different. So that was the. So it's. Um, so it's six got, months is your answer. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Excellent. And uh, was there any sort of, you know, amazing watershed inspirational moment that, that led you to, to do this, or did it just sort of come to you? You mean the in idea pieces? for the, you mean the idea for the show? Yeah. Yeah, it, it came to me in in pieces. But actually, going back to your earlier question, if I may, yeah, um, seeing your show, your comedy show last year, when you did it on your own, your Utopia show. Sorry, Jared. Don't know if anyone's seen my stand-up comedy show Utopia, but I'm glad you've mentioned it. Yes, it was very good. Very, Great. very good. Great. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> and that made me think that I can uh, better that as well. No, that I could try to emulate you and actually do something and put myself out there in the same way that you had. So that was that was kind of the oh, thinking this is backfired. I didn't take notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you would you describe questions? Adam as the wind beneath your wings? No. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Good. I've thrown you now, haven't I, with that? You have a little bit, but yeah. that's okay. I'm a pro. I'm going to carry on okay. and mm-hmm. hand over to Jared. To Great. Do you that sounds any, good. Do you have any questions for our special guest? Um, yeah, what's the play called? The play is called Stay Frosty. Good question. Stay Frosty. Oh, there's, a, uh, there's a poster for it just outside on the, on the wall in, at the Griffin, if you want it. It's the pink one. Okay. It says Stay Frosty on it that's that oh, that is a good thing like yeah. to have the on your as as far as posters go to have the name of your show yeah on, on it. one i was in charge of marketing so yeah very good that. so yeah. you wrote it you're in it yeah and you're the marketer triple yeah. threat yeah definitely and who's your character uh my character is called pelly it's a lead pelly the, the lead yeah the lead pelly the lead role wrote the lead role for myself oh I, I just assume based on the title of the show the lead character would be called Frosty, like that um, dark re- <laughs> reimagining of the Frosty Michael. the Snowman story. <laughs> <laughs> Did no. you ever think about going down that route with it? It didn't cross my mind. To no, be, to be honest. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. Um, so different meaning of Frosty. Jared and I, um, we we do comedy. That's what we do. Okay. And you've, <laughs> you've you've said. <laughs> You've, you've said your show as has become apparent is, is a, is a co- has some comedic elements, right? It's a, it's a comedy slash drama. We yeah. start out light and then we try to get darker as we go towards yeah. the well, denouement. I think we can help you. Help. When does it open? It opens this Thursday. This coming Thursday. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Still time for rewrites. Fifth of so March. Yeah. We're gonna, we're going to help you. So give us the a seed of a scene, and we're going to sort of suggest some improvements for you that you mm-hmm. can incorporate. And this is free. This we're not even going to charge you. Well. We no, okay, that. Yeah. Fine, so. Uh, so the opening scene there's there's as in a cafe and there is a, a young man sat there, Pelly. Classic. He, yeah. <laughs> he's approached by uh, a female character who sure. attempts to What's her name? pick her up, uh, pick him up. Sorry, yeah. uh, her lift name is, him. Like that, in, could, in that a way, could be funny. In a way, lift him up. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that would be if, it's, if that's not what's happening. Maybe write that in, like because you know I I'm like sure. it. Yeah, if she actually physically. So, so she comes in, lifts him up, and he could maybe... Is there any catchphrases in this? And then the song, You Lift Me Up, could play in the background. I don't think we have the, the, the budget for that, to <laughs> okay. get the rights to that song, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, okay. Cool. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Just forget forget that then. Sorry. So it, she's trying to pick him up romantically? Sed- yeah, seduce him. Yeah. Does well. anyone fall over? Because that's very funny. Uh no no there's no there's no intentional falling over so if it happens could there the night, be some falling over we could we could definitely put that in definitely there. put we some falling that. over because yeah. that's Jared you've won an award for comedy is falling over funny mm-hmm. yeah also uh, there you go um, 
if someone if someone in the play was to take a shot to the nuts that's always that would be hilarious that's Pally always maybe. a crowd pleaser well yeah well, are we selling you on any of this well, not no. really no okay Leave, all right yeah well, oh well, you don't be on your head if the play's a disaster. Well, if it fails, I'll know why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the prime reason, because you've not taken mm. on these very good and sensible suggestions. Yep. You didn't bring it to us to gag it up. Which we have given you the material, mm. and you've, mm. you've, you've left just it on the cutting exa- Just some examples of, of, of the benefit we could provide your play. So anyway, now's the, your chance to really sell it, to plug, to plug it, to get people to come along. Go. Okay, the the play is called Stay Frosty. It opens on Thursday, the fifth of March. It's a roller coaster of a show. You will laugh, uh, cry, uh, listen to animal. It's analogies. a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> if I had to describe oh, it in one way, there's not an actual roller coaster. There's no roller coaster in it, but okay. there's a roller coaster of emotions that you will go through. Yeah, uh, it's very well acted. It's very well directed. It's very well marketed. All right, it's very well, well get arrogant with it. Are you, are you saying that because the director's here? The director is here. Yeah. <laughs> it's very well directed. What would you say about the director if the director was not here? Would you say it was would you still say it was very well directed? Yeah. Jesus. I would I would uh, that's okay. yeah. That's George George is also in the play. Okay. Um he's did, in did he get right cast now. because so he's sleeping with the, the director? director? So the way to get into a uh, James Atkinson production is to sleep with someone in the production. Because I just I noticed that because I know you outside of this I didn't get a call. Don't look at me. So you you tell me what I need to do next time. Just make it real clear. To be in to be in the show. Yes. But you hate acting, so why would I put you in something that you don't like to act? Because it'll be like a grudge act. Yeah. It'll be good because it will shine through. Well, that if I, I ever write there. something with a comedian in it, I would probably come to you first and well, say, first, well, like look at look second. at all of the all of the comedians who have taken dramatic turns o- o- over the years and done wonderful jobs with it." Jim Carrey. You, Michael Keaton started out as a comedian. Did he really? Yeah, and then became a weatherman. So, um, <laughs> then later an actor. Uh, yeah, and now great, great stuff. All right, so the future looks looks bright. So stay frosty. Opens next Thursday. Go see it. You How much all is it? Come and see it. It's twelve dollars bargain, uh, and concession tickets are ten. Ten. It's even is it cheaper. Ten, and there might be free popcorn. Oh, yeah, might be. <laughs> Yeah, it depending sounds, on how generous you are. Well, you have to come and see it to find, to find out. out. Yeah. Oh, the old bait and switch. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next uh, segment now. Um, for those of you listening to the podcast on iTunes, you won't have seen this, but before we started today, we got the audience to write down some impressions. Mm-hmm. It's our regular segment that we do, which is we normally do an impression off, but we're going to have our special guest join us today as well because he's an actor of some repute. He's told us very yeah. well acted. Usually we have an opportunity to prepare this, but um, yeah. So we're going to draw a random impression each, and then we're going to we're going to do those for you. It's time to go inside the voice actor's studio, and that will be the best voice you hear in the voice actor's studio. Okay, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, my first. Awesome. Draw okay. away. Well, we sh- we should all draw, and then we should all do them. I'll draw. N- I'll draw one now. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good. Sorry. I'll, I'll, yep, there we go. James is just drawing his now. Oh, damn it. You were hoping for the one you put in, weren't you? Actually, this one's fairly easy to do. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> well, well, so no, it's easy. On, You're on, a great on, actor. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm put it back in. Things. Put it back in. 
Choose again. Well, that, wow. no, no. So let's 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 let our guest go well, first. Let's not, let's, no, let's see how it's done. I feel stitched up. You know, I'm terrible at impressions. Which is so why we invited you to do this segment. We, of course, are amazing at impressions. Okay, Jared, who have you got for your impression? I've got Homer Simpson fixing a washing machine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that classic scene. That's always okay. cropping up. Okay, here we go. Go. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> You've hit that out of the park. So. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, I've got Ronald Reagan <laughs> buying a used chair. Thank you for whoever wrote that. Uh, all right. So here we go. Car, <clears throat> not chair. Sorry, it's a used car. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> it's a slightly eccentric I, R. There. I thought that was a very specific impression. It makes like, it sound like I wrote it, but like, I, I don't want I, you I to, you. you know, have a, a used, uh, a, a brand <laughs> new chair. It's got to be a used chair. All right, so this is this is how Ronald, you usually describe chairs. This it? is <laughs> Ronald Reagan buying a used car. Well, well, I'd like to buy this. Well, I'd like to buy this used car. That's Ronald Reagan. That was a if ever you've heard him. Like it was in the room. Yeah. Who have you got? I got uh, the the lady in the blue, black, slash white, gold dress painting a house. That's very meta. Whoever's written that one down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So very I said meta. it was easy. I'm kind of mm-hmm. I feel like backtracking on that now. Uh, Go. I can't was, wait. Was, to, well, was, you obviously had ideas running through your head to spout off how easy it was. So well, I, I only I, just, I look forward to this. I only just heard about this. <laughs> well, I only just heard about the story. Uh, this morning, actually, I was I didn't I wasn't aware of it. Is she from Scotland? The woman with the dress. Sure, let's go with that. Yes, because I can't do a Scottish accent, so I may have just dropped myself right in it. So. She's from Glasgow, a region of the United Kingdom. I think she she's from that part of Scotland that stretches down into sort of North Lincolnshire, sort of Scunthorpe. Oh, so I should just do my regular. Yes, <laughs> I could do I could do Billy Connolly, but just Billy Connolly saying his name. That's pretty much what's written there. So yeah, let's 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 have that. Billy Connolly. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Superb. I mean, obviously, the live audience here was not fooled <laughs> because they can they can see you and you know know that you're not Billy Connolly and you are not Ronald Reagan. I am not Homer Simpson, but I'm sure the people on the podcast will be very surprised to know we that did not none use of those any audio people clips. Was here. There were no. So what we, no we, we what we want to get from you guys is a bit of um, a who who won, I suppose. So make some noise if you think Homer Simpson fixing a washing machine was the best impression. Uh, make some noise if you think Ronald Reagan uh, buying a used car was the best impression. And make some noise if you thought yes. Billy Connolly was the best impression. I'd say it's uh, it's That's a rigged. shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Sh- Shall we have an impression off to decide the winner? Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Okay, what have you got, Jared? I've got Boris Johnson, Johnston, the Boris. London mayor, yep. explaining gravity. <laughs> All right, so you've won that one. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> Jared Baker won the impression round. Excellent. <clears throat> 
All right. So now uh, the, our next segment uh, is a segment we used to do on the podcast and then we sort of shelved it for a while. It's called uh, The Big Quiz, but we're going to do something slightly different. This is where Jared and I have a bit of a quiz off. You can just officiate. I don't know what that involves. Just, Probably not be, as, just be silent. Just not as Billy Connolly would be. Good. I'll play the theme. I'll play um, the theme. Okay. And, whoa, 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 and, and we're gonna we're gonna play. Okay, don't worry. He's <laughs> already doing it. Uh, we need two volunteers from the audience, and basically, I'll play for one of you, and Jared will play for the other, and whoever wins, you'll get this mystery prize, which is here. It's a fabulous prize. It's an amazing prize. So, can I have an audience that I'll play for, please? Someone that I will play for. Just anyone. <laughs> You, sir. Great. Excellent. Excellent. So you're in con- I'm representing you and someone that Jared will play for. Here we go. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. We Thank ha- you. We have our competitors. Uh, can I have my person's name, please? Vermit. Bernard. 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 <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was a weird name when I said it. I was, yep. Excellent. That's fantastic. And your name? Tristram. Tristram. Tristram, like Tristram okay. Clayton. Good luck, Tristram. Excellent. All right, Jared. Here we go. This is the big quiz. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want to go first? Okay. Question okay. one for you. Yeah. Beck won album of the year at the Grammys. Yeah. It was famously upstaged by Kanye. Yeah. But what was the name of his award-winning album? He, he hasn't just picked up one for Odelay, has he? <laughs> Only in a, um, you know... I guess a, a spiritual sense, you know. Okay. Was Beck's album called The Very Best of Beck? That's not what I've got written here, Adam. <laughs> okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. It was called Morning Phase. Oh, so close. Yeah, very close. Okay. Uh, your first question is, can you name for me the four Baldwin brothers? Okay. Alec. Yep. Stephen. Yep. Billy. Oh, yep. How much time has he got, Adjudicator? Michael. Michael Baldwin? Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. It's not one of the Baldwin brothers, I'll tell uh, you that. You were missing Daniel Baldwin. Uh, so Everyone's missing Daniel Baldwin. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Okay. Question two for you. Yep. Which character, based on a Mattel toy, did Birdman star Michael Keaton provide the voice for in the movie Toy Story 3? Based on a Mattel toy. Ken? It's- Yes! yes! That is a point for you. It's looking good. Mm-hmm. Looking good for the mystery prize. 1-0. Okay. Which African country is further north? Mali, Angola, or Somalia? Uh, this, uh, this is a pure guess, but I'm going to say Mali. You're correct. Here we go. 1-1. One, one. It, all, it all comes down to this. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make this multiple choice. Excellent. That's, okay. I like that. Which fast food chain will soon be launching edible coffee cups in the United Kingdom? KFC. There we go. <laughs> Two points. Boom. Not going to trip me up on a KFC question. <laughs> Great. I was, so, I was going to throw in Starbucks. I'm, I'm ahead uh, 2-1. Okay. Question three for you. Last year, you two made the horrendous decision to force an album on everyone with iTunes. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that album? I have no idea. Really? Yeah. You have no idea? No. It was Songs of Innocence. Oh. Congratulations, Bernard. You've won the mystery prize. Oh. Would you like to reveal what that mystery prize is? Well, do you have an old DVD player? <laughs> Woo. 
That's a Samsung, that one. So everything you need, remote control. Plays DivX. DivX. It's so if you've got any... Dolby on it. So that's that's a bloody good prize. Let me let me hand deliver. Do you want to get that after the show, maybe? Yeah, it's a very much a maybe as well. You might have to chase him down. <laughs> yeah, take it, take it. <laughs> this is in no way me clearing up rubbish from moving on. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. So uh, we're on to uh, our penultimate segment now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's correct, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Very good. We are indeed. Ah. Oh. oh, this is my favourite. Okay. So um, I am a, a closet poet. That, that'll come as news to you. It does come as news to me. Uh, so what not, I like to do is not write listen to the podcast, um, beautiful poetry that's inspired by the world around me, but I never like to make it very obvious what the poem is about because I'm weird. Uh, and I like you to guess afterwards what the poem might be about. So I'm going to read a poem that I've written. It could, could be emotional, so. <clears throat> it's everywhere. It's nowhere. Where is it? I need it. I hear, I read about it. I see, I need it. A fleeting glance across the way, then gone. I need it. Is it weird that I'm looking at you? It is a little bit weird. I'll I'll stop that bit then. (laughs) I hear a whisper on the breeze. It taunts me. I need (laughs) it. (laughs) Is it tickets to my show? Definitely not. (laughs) Only because you've already got them. (laughs) I believe I'm getting comped. You are getting comped, yeah. But I would have paid otherwise. Uh, I almost managed to forget, but still deep down, I need need it. (laughs) Then one day, I'm buying some cheese and they've got some. I have it. It's okay. It's pretty good. I've had it. That's about Whitaker's chocolate milk. Oh, I was going to say that. Mmm. I was going to say that. You were going to say that, oh, were you? I was going to say that, yeah. Well, it's just that you said tickets to your show. Well, I, I, mean, I thought be, you were going to get people funny. to guess, and you just you just jumped in there with the answer. Were you... What would you say is better? Whitaker's chocolate milk or your show? My show. And a quick, doesn't even need to think about it. Boom, straight out the gate. Good. Uh, all right, then. Um, well, so that's my poem. Um, that means we're, we're, we're on to our, our final segment. Our final segments. Now, this segment's a, a little longer than some of the uh, other segments, and we're going to get you... And your sort of expertise as a writer, as a triple threat, no less, mm. to give us some pointers, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we did a Christmas special, funnily enough, at Christmas. Oh, hang on. No, I've got theme music for this. Okay. This is the film pitch. That's added to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling in a very filmic mood now. Here we go. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, so we've written an idea for a film based on a genre that we select during the week, uh, and then we want you guys to help us decide which one will get made. Hopefully you'll give us some pointers, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I'll try. Uh, so so this, this time uh, around, what we've, what we've gone for, <clears throat> each of us has to, has to pitch a movie based on a board game, card game, or video game. Yes, yeah. I concur. Mm-hmm. Good. I, I'm, no one's really sure what's going on there, but that's that's good. Um, all right. So, would you like to lead us off, Jared? Okay. <clears throat> After a series of humiliating defeats on the top field at his intermediate, George Simpson devoted himself to a singular goal. He wanted to be the best. 
Not just in his form class or even in his school, but the best in the country, maybe even the best in the world. He developed a unique training program designed to develop all the skills he'd need to succeed against the odds and remain the last man standing. But George's hopes were dashed when his school's risk-averse board of trustees, following the lead of other schools around New Zealand, banned his chosen activity. He returned to his studies and his life and forgot all about his childhood dreams. Until one day, 20 years later, when a race of warlike aliens invade Earth and challenge humanity to a childhood game that many had long forgotten. <laughs> a game we must win or face destruction. Earth needs a hero. Earth needs George Simpson. Earth needs... Bullrush. <clears throat> Sounds like a pretty good film. Is, does, there, yeah. is there anything that you've picked up on immediately that you can say you need to inject this element into it? Did you see? Did you sort of see it as an uh, action film? Yeah, 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 certainly. So it's an action. In the latter half. Yeah. Do you blow stuff up in it? Or? Oh, <laughs> so much stuff. Like yeah, that's good. Did you have a director in mind, sort of Michael Bay? Michael Bay. Yeah, I was going to say Michael Bay. Um, yeah, if, he, if he's available. Um, <laughs> mm. yep. Yeah. Who, who plays Bay. George Simpson? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Good. we would James definitely, Atkinson. Definitely yeah. James Atkinson. Are you looking to yeah. make the move into film? Yeah, I've been hitting the gym pretty hard. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you do you think you'd be quite good at bull rush? Look at him. He's yeah, massive. I'm built yeah, for yeah. it. Built oh, for speed. Well, I mean, we'd shoot around it. We'd shoot around it. Um, and <laughs> who would who would play you as a child? As a because obviously this, you know, the first part of the film is um. Is, is the kid from The Sixth Sense still a kid? or Hayley Joel Osmond? Yeah. No, no but I think it is still how time <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah. He has aged in I just thought he was ageless. Years. We'll just like recreate it from, from, from footage of him as a child. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like some really good ideas there mm-hmm. for, for Bull Rush. Yep. Bull Rush the movie. All right, um, so that's, that's our first film. Bull Rush, directed by Michael Bay, starring James Atkinson with old maybe, footage of Hayley Joel Osmond. I'd have to see his tapes. In there? All right, here's my film. Set in the present day, Detective Greg Drake, Sam Neill, mm-hmm. <laughs> must track down a serial killer who, for an unknown reason, left 24 photographs of extremely distinctive-looking white people at the scene <laughs> of the first murder, including a disproportionate number of redheads, <laughs> promising that they were one of them. The killer vows to answer one yes-or-no question per day truthfully. Forensic evidence turns up no clue, and as the first phone call comes into the station, Drake wastes his first yes or no with a wild stab in the dark, asking if the killer is Bernard, because he looks evil. (coughs) Another body turns up with each question, and Drake feels he's getting nowhere, having gone for long shots like, do you wear a hat? (laughs) As the death toll mounts, Detective Drake must figure out how to eliminate the most suspects per question. As the suspects narrow and with a slew of deaths on his hands, Drake gets desperate, asking if the killer has a pointy chin, which is subjective and starts an argument about chins. <laughs> it almost causes the killer to stop giving any more clues. Drake has just three more days to catch the killer and save three more victims. But who is the killer? Is it Alfred, Herman, or Bill? This is Guess Who. So that's, that's my film. How solid are you on Sam Neill as the lead? Because I can probably play that age range. I'd say. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm. Um, I mean, a bit of talc in the hair. I, yeah. I yeah. wrote the role with Sam Neill in mind. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I did sort of imagine the detective would be a senior homicide detective. So it's fairly fluid. You could probably, so I could probably get in there if I impress you or... How many films do you want to sort of line up for? Because they're quite different two roles. Would, two would be good. Okay. Yep. Only one of these is going to get funded. Would you maybe want to play the serial killer? Alfred, Herman, or Bill? It is one of the three. And I can tell you they're all redheads. <laughs> so if you're willing to put some talcum in your hair, then surely you're willing to dye your hair orange for the role. Can you grow quite a weird moustache like Alfred had? Yeah, I can do that. I think my facial hair speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, okay. Um, any other pointers that you'd give me for my film? Would you... Any sort of plot twists? The or? best... No, just the best advice I was I was given is always enter a scene late and exit early. So just keep that in mind when you... I don't know what that means, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't adhere, adhere to that my play, but it's good. <laughs> it's bloody good advice. So Enter a scene late and exit early. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. Not oh, okay. Too, not too much exposition. It's all good advice. Mm-hmm. It's all good advice. All right, so you've got uh, Bull Rush the movie or Guess Who the movie. Uh, who here would be willing to go and see at the cinema Bull Rush the movie? Oh. So you probably did quite a limited release for that one. Mm-hmm. You probably don't, don't need to go full national distribution. Maybe this is just not my target market. And who would be prepared to pay and come and see Guess Who the film? There were quite a few people there who were neither. <laughs> that's, who's, who, and that's who, fine. Neither, who well, can I just ask? Would you not a, come and see either <laughs> of those films. Anyone who didn't clap before. <laughs> right, that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, an additional question: Who would wait for this to be for Bull Rush to be screened on TV two at nine thirty? <laughs> that's quite good. That's, that's fair, still yeah. quite good. That's a ratings winner. And who and who would wait for Guess Who to be screened at sort of, I don't know, four in the morning on Prime? No one would wait for that. Good. Okay. okay. Uh, well, excellent. Well, it looks like my film's getting made. Mm-hmm. I'll, yep. I'll, well, it depends on how much money gets put in the cohab box. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll audition you for the role of Detective Greg Drake. Can you say any of Greg Drake's lines? What, what's one of his lines? One of his lines is, does he have a pointy chin? In Sam Neill's voice. <laughs> So basically, we're back to the voice actor studio, <laughs> which you nailed last time. Does he have a pointy chin? What? That was <laughs> Good. That's. Do you know what? That's exactly how I envisioned the role as well. You've got the part. Thank you. Wee. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, um, that's, what a way to end. That's that's our special guest um, done and dusted. So thanks very much for joining us, James. So go and see Stay Frosty next Thursday. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah, if you could, if you could just go. We'll just we we like to sit here and watch you slink really. off. So. See ya. Hi. <laughs> Good. Well, that, and that was that was episode one of uh, of, of of Baker and Wright live. That was uh, episode thank you. one. Thank you very much for. I've stepped on your line. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's terrible. It's fine. It's uh, it's it's all right. It's live. The magic of live podcasting. But thank you very much for coming along. We're going to do episode two, which is also the final episode, uh, next week, same time. Uh, so if you're about, um, come, come on, along. Come We'd on love down to see you there. The Other than that, thank you very much for, for, for giving There's us. There's another prize next week, and it's even marginally better than that. <laughs> or if our prize winner gets away without taking it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be that. It is, it so, is that, indeed. Maybe we'll put a DVD in it. <laughs>
Is there already yeah. a DVD in I'm it? Not made of money. I've not checked, actually. I can't plug it there in. There may be a DVD <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not. All right. So uh, thank you very much for coming. That was Baker and Wright Live, episode one. And uh, we'll see some of you hopefully next week. And uh, remember the show's Koha, so anything you want to donate, pop it in the bowl at the end. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm just going to fade out.